review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. I'm oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's the Asa with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly irrelevant. Welcome to Books with Bastards. We got Zach, Caleb, Asa, Mallory, Sophie, Pepper, and Mitchell over here in the corner. Yeah, we've got Mallory, our eponymous lead bastard. Zach, our lazy second-hand technical bastard. Second-chair bastard. Caleb the pure blood. Eight by ten. Pure, and Asa. Pure in we his found him in the countryside wandering. One hundred percent ginger. Yeah. All right, Mallory. What are we talking about today? Oh, I should probably explain the premise of the podcast, shouldn't I? Nah, let's just. No, nah, that's like second out. episode stuff. <laughs> We're just gonna jump right in and tell them nothing. Is that the plan? Second episode, we explain. Well, I feel like it won't. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, it's gonna. The title will be "Books with Bastards," and you know how there's usually like this is a true crime podcast. Oh, I want you to understand from the, from the moment you introduced this, I'm considering us rolling. Oh, we're rolling right Yeah, now. that's why I'm asking. We gotta edit this out then. No. They heard me crack my beer. I want the honesty. Your I want it beer. I want it raw. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> you need to get you just crack, together. Did you say you just call that white claw your beer? <laughs> yeah. I'm listen I it's not a brew. It's hot boy summer <laughs> and it's fair. starting now. <laughs> okay. All right, Mallory, what are you drinking? Okay. Tonight I'm just drinking a gentle rose. I'm not even sure what the name of it is, but it's one that you picked up for me a couple weeks ago, I think. Is it the one that had the sword on it? Was uh, it a 100% glass bottle? That Look, sounds right. Glass, yes. glass top, too. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're all 100% glass. That's why I said that. I meant glass, that. like cork. Well, I know, but why? Okay, never mind. It wasn't a... They're all 100% glass bottles. That's I just said well, yeah. it because yes. cork was Yeah, all right. Glass. We're getting off topic. <laughs> okay. <Hard>. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Circling back. All right. Thank you for the rosé. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I am drinking a Huckleberry Pucker by Paradise Creek Brewery and then loaded up for later. I got a uh, Anderson Valley Blood Orange Gose? Ghost? I don't know how to pronounce that. Goss. Also. Goss? Like Goss rifle? Yeah. Also, right, you told me to grab the moose bear beer. Those are definitely not moose antlers. Is There's an E. Is it not? You know how do you know? Fuck you. Oh, you're right. They're not. They're not. You know what? You don't got to call me out on my ignorance. Also, we are here to be the professionals. Zach is not an outdoorsman, oh, as you might have noticed, Caleb. Yeah, and Caleb is an outdoorsman. I Jesus. feel obligated. I work outdoors now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Gravel <laughs> parking lot, pretty much. All right. You might be, if you made it this far into the podcast, uh, might be misled into thinking what we were talking about, but we're actually here to talk about books. We, we didn't have, even finish. They didn't even get to say what they were drinking. Yeah, I don't care what they're drinking. No, he's got a BLS booty and a white cloth. Everyone knows what they're drinking. We've all had it. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't, you probably should get a white claw and a Bud Light. 
just it's just an important part of the process now. Caleb, if you're, I could try. Yeah, it's super important that you actually <laughs> shit. We should have taken these out of the room. If they make noise. Mine doesn't. Okay, well, silence mine, them up. Mine doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing technical issues. Good. Oh yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, me and Mallory, your uh, your bastards of the title, are gonna read a bunch of books, pretty much just whatever we find laying around, and uh, we're gonna take some time and explain them to Caleb and uh, Asa, who will never read the books. And no, I will. I'll not. be surprised <laughs> to learn if one of them can read. <laughs> Asa likes to listen to audiobooks. He does do that. I we need to figure out another word for what you were called if you aren't a bastard, like a fun name. Legitimate child, I yeah. think is what Come on, but like something fun in old time, you like bastard. But uh, I mean, now's not necessarily the time for that, but I want that in the future. Heir? I'm an heir. To the people I mean, I called him pure blood earlier. That's probably <laughs> not right. That sounds a little... White powery for Riz. I, would just so I don't think that's a good plan. Yeah, I wasn't no. going racist with it. I was just going to go incest. I was uh, thinking incestuous. Yeah. I was thinking like, you know, English. You know, it's honestly, me. those two kind of walk hand in hand if we're being realistic. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> is also true. All right. So. I would just like to say that I can read just not very well. <laughs> Good. Thank you for Perfect. your contribution. All right. I cheated in English by listening to every book on Again, we you probably failed English. You cheated and failed at the same time, Caleb. Anyway. All right, let's get through the basics yeah, here. Enough bullshit. So, me and Mallory are going to tell this to you. You guys can ask pretty much as many questions as you want. To fit an hour? Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have well, to be exactly so now. We're, we're not going to cut you off at the at exactly sixty minutes. We're going to kind of give you like I'll read the this yeah. part of that. Mallory then, took detailed notes. I'm going largely off memory. I wouldn't call them detailed notes. They were just my thoughts. Okay, you have two pages. I had like half of an Evernote. I don't know what an Evernote is. It's it's, it's stuck on my phone. Oh, okay. They, they, I can access it from any of my phones. So. Stinky. Oh. A little behind the scenes. I don't know how far we are into the actual episode. Oh, but we're, uh, um, we're we have fit, I think we're like hour. five minutes into the episode, actually. Yeah. I don't have an exact time frame, but it's fine. It's fine. Now I'm sure we'll do great editing. It won't. We're going to learn how to edit <laughs> this audio later today. I definitely should have opened this before. It's going to be Just loud. Oh, no, no. I want that on. I yeah. feel like that's also that's okay. important. Crap. I have already done mine. Oh, that wasn't was that loud. I thought it, it was, was going to be yeah. louder. That's okay. All right. Okay, so anyway, so anyways. we read Where They Wait by Scott Carson, which is apparently um, a pen name for some New York Times bestselling author and screenwriter no that lives in New England. So. so not a real person. Cool. I mean, he is a real person. That's just not his real name. I could pretend. I did look it up. Why I don't not? remember who it was. It wasn't. I was like, oh, what if it's like John Grisham? But it's not. Why would you not use yeah. your name? No. Maybe he writes like That's a different genre normally. Yeah, I should I'm not probably. Sure. I'll let him that. <laughs> so right, this is right. supposed to be a horror book, apparently. Yeah, it did not so. scare me, but I did like the atmosphere. It was. Yeah. It had a vibe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it wasn't like we might be a bad terrifying. choice though. I don't know how good things are at scaring us. As yeah, because we like horror things. So. Yeah, that's pretty much the size of it. All right, you wanna you wanna walk us through the outline of the book? So I'll read like what this. What is this part of the book called? Pro the. 
Oh, shit. It's not a prologue. I don't know. Not the prologue. It's, it's like the, the, the summary blurb. of the book. That's what yeah, I always the call book it. provides. The summary. Okay. So, recently laid off from his newspaper and desperate for work, war correspondent Nick Bishop takes a humbling job. Oh, I could have just read that to figure out what his last name was. Anyways. Bishop. Uh, takes a humbling job writing a profile of a new mindfulness app called Clarity. It's easy money and a chance to return to his hometown for his first visit in years. The app itself seems like a retread. Retread. It's oh, being Walter. redone. Someone's okay. it's some, doing something someone's already done. Sorry, that one caught me off guard. <laughs> no. We're supposed to be the literate ones. You I know. I know. Yeah. that one. Jesus. It's like... Relaxing white noise and guided meditations. But then there are the quotes sleep songs unquote. A woman's hauntingly beautiful voice sings a ballad that is anything but soothing. It's disturbing, really. More of a warning than a relaxation. But it works. Deep, refreshing sleep follows. So do nightmares. Vivid and chilling, they feature a dead woman who calls Nick by name and whispers guidance. Or are they threats? And soon her voice follows him long after the song is done. As the effects of the nightmares begin to permeate his waking life, Nick makes a terrifying discovery. No one involved with Clarity has any interest in his article. Their interest is in him. An atmospheric and haunting thriller perfect for our times, Scott Carson's twisty and riveting Where They Wait is a taut, creepy, techno-chiller that will leave you hearing ghosts. That was from Paul Tremblay, author of A Head Full of Ghosts and Survivor Song. So I feel like that kind of breaks it down pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's a... We might need to edit these down in the future, uh, but... Yeah, like, I mean, just is... If you picked up the book, that's what you would read to decide whether or not you were going to actually read the entire book. A writer basically is going to his old hometown (laughs) to find out that uh, it's bad. It was a mistake. He shouldn't have gone. So he's from Maine originally, and then he currently lived in Florida, had been laid off, and then gets this job offer from his college friend to come back to Maine to write this article. But it's weird because it's something he could have done from Florida. Yeah, they're, they're really insistent that he comes. And I say they, specifically his friend, Pat Ryan, is his old college buddy. And who was it that made this app? I, Re- oh, we'll get to him, this motherfucker. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this is My least yeah, so favorite part uh, of this book Bryce is that Bryce Lermond or mm-hmm. Lermond, we're not sure, I guess. I feel like it's Bryce Lermond, just because I hate <laughs> it's it. It's probably Lermond, because he's... No offense Lermond. to anyone out there na- named Bryce Lermond, but I'm sorry. Lermondo. Your name does not <laughs> roll off the tongue. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> I guess maybe a good thing to point out, They we didn't even read these books, and they have not heard these words oh, spoken right. out loud, so anything we say wrong... That's, oh, yeah. We're, 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 we got our other major players, Renee Holland and uh, Bobby Bochamp. Bo-camp. Let's, we'll bring them Bo-champ. in as they come. So, I like Bochamp. The book starts with this guy, Nick Bishop, talking about how he never dreams. So literally the first part of the book is he's like, he never has dreams. And his girlfriend that he had for a while was always like, it's oh so God. weird. I forgot he intros by talking about dream. a girlfriend who's not a character yeah. in this book. So my thoughts in the beginning, I was like, why does anybody care that much if you dream or not? Yeah, she feels fake. But I was, actually, at the same time, I've met people. There's a whole chapter about, like, I don't dream. It's so weird. I'm like, it's real. Is it that weird? Asa, I don't dream. You do, I was, you I do don't. dream. You just never remember something. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think it's great because I sleep super well. Yeah, whenever I dream, I'm I don't there. sleep well. I lie down. So, so you don't remember I only remember the cool ones. I lie down in bed, and then my alarm goes off, and I'm awake. 
and nothing happened in between, I swear. That's actually kind of like what the guy describes. He describes it like sinking into the black, and then uh, the black goes away, and he's just awake. Yeah, no, that's great. His girlfriend was super concerned about it, and they're not together at the current time now. Hold on. There's what? There's a whole, there's a percent, uh, I mean, this may not be true, this is what I've heard, that there's a percentage of the population, like, some people, when you think, you hear your own voice echo in your head, but there are people who don't. They just have their own thoughts. They don't hear what they think. So, I mean, that might be related to dreaming. Some people might just not have that visual You think that makes people more or less crazy without being able to have a dialogue with themselves? It's because I don't hear myself. Well, they can, yeah. I don't hear my voice in my head when I'm thinking. I don't, it depends. Sometimes I do talk to myself in my head, so. Yeah, I'll talk to myself. I'll talk to other people. I'll hear all kinds of voices. I don't talk to myself. Caleb, that's almost concerning. Do you talk to yourself? What does it mean when you don't We've talk to yourself? We've locked ourselves in a small room with this kid. Do you talk? Like, I'm by I the would, door. I would like to get out of this room right now. I didn't in, case, in case you can't tell from his voice, this child is a quarter, I'd say child, you not, but no, I'm he's old enough to everybody, drink. We gotta make that I was gonna clear. say everybody yeah, 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 in this room yeah, yeah. is twenty-one. Everyone in this room is at least twenty-one. Oh yeah. Well, good, okay. Good. Specifically, <laughs> a solid one of us is in their twenties. <laughs> good yeah, thing you one. mentioned that. Just I forgot one. we're possibly talking to other people. Yeah, we're not supposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's important to remember. There's. God willing, somebody listening to this. <laughs> it isn't just me losing my mind in editing okay, software. Okay, so anyways, back to the story. Okay, so it starts with this whole thing about how he never dreams. This is important to remember for later in the book. So, anyways, so he drives from Florida to Maine. I will say he was listening to Tom Petty at one point. They actually brought that up. I thought about you too. Like, cool. That's a nice trip. I've done it. I didn't go to Maine. Maine to Florida? Uh, Vermont to Florida. Okay, that's not the same. It's pretty close. How do you figure? The states are pretty small, and there's only little New Hampshire in between the two. Between Maine and Florida? Between Maine and Vermont. Yeah, I'm comparing the trip to Maine to Florida. Yeah, I went from Vermont to Florida. And I'm saying that's not the same at all. It's very close. No, no, I'm saying, no, I'm, oh my god. Okay, so, back to part one of the book. So, Nick arrives in Maine, and he goes to um, his family's camp, which is on, what is it, uh, what's the name of the lake, Rosewater? Yeah, Rosewater. Rosewater. It took me a minute to realize that camp just meant cabin. He does explain that. Oh, okay, he does, and I I was thinking that when he talked about it, because even, like, in Vermont, it was like, oh, people's camps, they look like regular houses. It's like an East Coast thing, right? Well, if it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can have a, you can have a cabin camp, and it's still a camp, but you can also have a house that's much nicer than ours and that's still a camp if it's on a on yeah. a pond lake and it's, it's a vacation so when people spot. say they're camp you never know what to expect yeah but yeah. anyway so this could be, be a literal patch of dirt could be a mansion could be Did yes. he, he had a little tiny camp out the behind the house in vermont and it was like it was smaller it was the size of this room yeah Ooh, that and that you had to go to the bathroom in the outhouse outside yeah, well, you didn't have to lean up against a tree that was enclosed, in the, which was nice. Anyways, okay, so he shows up at Camp Rosewater. So 
He's got this camp. We also learned that his mother is in like an assisted living or a nursing home. She was hiking at some point. I can't oh, remember yeah, how it was stroke. like two years before. Yeah. She'd had like a what they said was a stroke and had fallen down like a cliffside or a ravine. As I think to myself the word spoilers, which probably should have said this up front and this will be true for every podcast from here going forward. Spoilers for uh where they wait. We are going to talk about the entire thing and hold nothing back. If you want to read the book yourself and don't want to be spoiled, you you should probably go do that first and then come back. Also, if you read it yourself, you'd probably enjoy it more than if we told it to you, but hopefully not. I hope that they enjoy it more listening to us. And I mean, you should go read the book. I think we should encourage people to read the books that we read and enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is true. Okay. But that said, I want you to like us more. I encourage you to force a friend to read the book and have them explain it to you as I have done. <laughs> Just lock two people in a room and begin this process. Thank you for that, Caleb. Does the mother die? Asa. Oh. Okay, so let me finish. So this she was hiking by herself. Oh, no. She had the stroke, yeah, fell. She was laying down, but she like wore one of those blinking lights. And so it was like hours later, some other, like the last hiker coming down off the mountain had saw her. Or saw the light, and then, anyway, so she didn't die down there. But mm. now she's, like, in a nursing home, and she, like, doesn't recognize... Well, Nick hasn't been back to see her. Yeah, he's only talked with her on the phone. I think I think yeah. he's been back maybe but once since the accident. But she doesn't, like, remember who he is. She just kind of, you know, talks about random stuff, but doesn't recognize yeah, him. She always... Most uh, likely the weather. Sometimes she and recognizes him, but birds. for the most part, she always... Uh, if you talk about the camp... She always, like, cues into that. Yeah. And then we also learn in part one that his father is dead, that he died in a car accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Nick was in high school. I think he was, like, 16 or 17. I thought he he was 14. No, he was in high school. Well, yeah, but uh, because they compare his age to... I want to tell you how I know this for sure, but I can't without giving away a difference. All right, all right. right. So, which we'll get to. Anyway, so his dad is dead, died like he got, he hit black ice driving somewhere, the car crashed, he died. Anyway, so it's just Nick and his mom, he's an only child. So he shows up at the camp um, to write, he's going to go write this article for Clarity. Yes. So it's supposed to be like an op-ed piece on like the creator of it, it's basically just like to make the guy look good. Yeah, and so and then his friend Pat Ryan has set it all up. They're paying him a pretty decent amount considering what the job is. It was like five grand, and they paid for his travel up there. Something like that. I don't remember exactly. Nice. Pretty good. And he drove. Yeah. Was he planning on... No, actually. Like, he didn't like, really want fly? to come. They were really insistent that he... Well, because he didn't have anything left. Like, when he left Florida, he wasn't... No like, job, no There girlfriend. was no apartment or anything to go back oh, to. Oh, Like, okay. he's been out of work for uh, months. This is... This, I mean, it, it never references COVID or anything like that. So, I can't remember why it said the jobs dried up. He just... Or was it just the death of print media? I think that. And he was also a war correspondent back then. I guess, yeah, like... no shortage he, of those these days. Well, I, it, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, wow. <laughs> Dating me episode. <laughs> Which, I could say that in any decade and we'd be fine. Well, when people find this after World War Three and we're all dead, they're going to know. Thank you. Who's going to find it if we're all dead? Oh, we we in this room are dead. 
I see what you're saying. I, thought, I hope we're not I like artists nuclear... where like people don't recognize how brilliant we were until after we're dead. That'd be a bummer. I'd like to get yeah. paid. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like we should be up front. So anyways, Nick goes to... <laughs> for any donations, any button up. No, we don't have a Patreon, don't worry. This is extremely free. <laughs> So Nick goes to the Clarity headquarters, like, I think it's like the day after he gets there, meets Bryce Lerman. <laughs> oh, you did skip his, us meeting uh, Bobby Bochamp. Okay. Bobby Bochamp. B. Yeah, big Bobby, Bobby B. Because we're not sure how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, we got, uh, when he gets to the camp, we run into uh, good old Bobby B, who is the crotchety old neighbor who lives and takes care of everyone's properties out on the camp when they're not there. Yeah, he's kind of like a homeowner's association. Like, yeah, he's like a one-man like homeowners association. He's just yeah. yeah, but he's like, you need these trees chopped down. I could do it, but you gotta pay me. He's the nosy neighbor who also would really like you to pay him for being your nosy neighbor. Yeah, he does. Um, I was telling Asa when I was reading it that um, what did he keep referencing? Uh, that they say it's none of my business, but this is what people say, which is yeah, like what people say. such a small, well, at least living in Vermont, such a small town thing. Like it's none of my business, but I'm still going to gossip about it. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of an attitude. It doesn't matter. It's sort of a backhanded way to lead into gossip. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I know it doesn't it's not matter my to business. me, but so-and-so is saying this about you. Yeah. Hmm? Oh, oh yeah. See, you didn't plan ahead. No. Yeah. Didn't. All right. I told Fine. Caleb, I told Table back. <laughs> Freshly wined and okay. whatever Caleb did in the middle of that, I don't know. I sat. Yeah. All right. Good on you. Yeah. He sat and stared straight ahead. This boy came prepared. All right. So back to the book. So. All right. So that was Bobby. Had some lovely interactions with Bobby B. And then the next day he heads up to the Clarity headquarters, which is some old ass building that has now been remodeled is super freaking modern and fancy there's like it's a little mill. not yeah. even remotely important it was like a lot. real big eyesore they've completely hmm. like renovated the inside and outside and there's a little walkway next to a waterfall or some shit like, like an that an old sawmill right next to the I can't remember if it's or no it's on the lake or, or it, it was a mill but I think it was on the water yeah mm-hmm. it did used to have that water wheel I think oh yeah huh. cool yeah, sounds majestic. Anyways, so he gets there and he realizes that the woman who like set up the appointment and everything is Renee, who used to be one of the neighbors on the camp and he would hang out with her during the summer and they would listen to rap music and she was super cool. But I, I guess during... Oh, she's, she moved away. She moved point. away for college. This is the first time he's really talked to her since then. She's dyed her hair red and she's more just professional, pretty much all business. And then he... Well, no, she's nice to him at first. Like, she yeah, treats him like a friend. Yeah, professional. Like, she didn't even, when she was texting him, to set it the whole oh, yeah, thing when, up. Oh, yeah, when she, she, yeah, when she, she texted him, she didn't let on that she was his friend. Huh. It was just, it could have been, like, anybody named But when he actually sees her well, in person, kind of she a, immediately is very friendly with him again. Yeah. Kind of a dick move. So he goes up... Oh, so when he goes up in the elevator to meet old Bryce C. Lermond... What a turd. Yeah. Anyways, um, he has to, like, give her his cell phone, and she puts yeah, his cell phone in some little special... They straight lo- up have like, a scanner in the elevator that pings if you have a cell phone. Mm. So already, I'm like... It's already a little weird. Why? Yeah, like, real but high why? security for... Uh, oh, we should... Clarity is supposed to be a relaxation app. Like, those... 
I literally can't think of a name of a single one, but it's you know it's just supposed to help you zen out and like the sounds of nature, kind waves of. crashing in the beach. Yes, exactly. Birds yeah. chirping in the a forest. Creek. A crickets chirping. Bear gently shitting in the woods. All right, you know what? We each have our own relaxation. <laughs> okay. That's what does it so, for you, Isaac. He needs Bryce. Silence. Bryce seems a, Bryce seems like like he wants to convince Nick that he has a good idea. I, I, yeah. Like oh yeah. So one. Bryce comes up, and he's exactly what you picture when you imagine a rich white dude who just started a tech company and is named Bryce Lermond. Yeah, a lot of family Bryce. money. And oh, yeah. he wears, I feel like he wears like a lot of LL Bean when they describe oh, his yeah, outfit. Yeah. Who well, he's got like who doesn't? He's got like a flannel jacket and then like <laughs> all the tech watch. It. He's a tech bro and who wants to pretend. It's it's a Maine company, isn't it? Oh, maybe I don't it's know. Founded in Maine, LL Bean. Lewis. I truly don't. Lewis Lermond Bean. I may. That seems Wait. This fictional character, yeah, but great grandfather, started LL Bean. Anyways, anyways. No, I'm pretty sure I've been to the the original. I okay. gotta, I'm gonna look this up. While you you guys okay. Important. So, anyways, now I need to know. So Bryce seems like he's really trying to sell the idea, and Nick is like, "I'm just here to make you look good." So you know, whatever. This doesn't. But this be guy, he's deal. really trying to sell. He's like, "I really want you personally to believe in this product," and Nick is like, "Okay, I don't have dreams." Oh, because that's when it comes out that this this app can make you. It's supposed to help you sleep and give you these pleasant dreams, right? Something yeah, like yeah, those yeah. Lines. They've got, like, these sleep songs and these... Yes, yes. So, anyways, Nick is like, I don't really dream about whatevs. And then the guy, Bryce, is like, well, I'm going to put the app on your phone so that you can try it out. And Renee is like, no, we should not be giving him the app. It's not ready, blah, blah, blah. But he does it anyways. And then, is it even... Does she even do it, like, when they go down this, after this first meeting, she tells them to just delete it? Yeah, she's, like, from the word go, like, you shouldn't have that, don't use it. Yeah, uh, and he's instantly like, I'm a journalist, as soon as somebody tells me I shouldn't have this or shouldn't oh, look yeah, at it. Oh, yeah, he's immediately like, oh, yeah, all in, 100% going to use this he thing. Just kind of a, seems like a douchebag. Also, what is this app? So this app specifically, what Like, for do? meditation, it for just, mindfulness, you know, stop. Relaxation. You know, focus, you know, deep breathe. Shoot and it's yourself. all supposed to help you sleep. Like, there's these sleep songs. Like, it's supposed to help yeah, you, like, fall into, like, a peaceful sleep. You're gross. A peaceful sleep. And <clears throat> that's, like, kind of what he's selling it as. But, like, Nick is like, there's already apps like this. So yeah. Yeah. what's the big deal? And that's why Bryce is like, I know, but I just really want you to believe in this product. Which Nick is like, why? I'm literally just here to write this article to make you look good for the school or whatever. Because Pat Ryan, I guess we didn't mention this, works for the college oh. that they both went to in yeah, Maine. Yeah. yeah, Pat Ryan's the local college guy. I can't even remember how the clarity, like how he said he's connected to clarity or whatever. No. <clears throat> um, I would just <laughs> like to say, uh, in 1912, L.O. Bean me? was founded in uh, Freeport, Maine. Hell yeah. Why are you so excited about this? You're from Vermont. Well, I was right. It's close it was enough. a fact that it was true. This and is I another remembered close it. enough situation. I'm, very, I'm sorry, everybody that's listening <laughs> no, thank to you. this nonsense. A nice little, <laughs> nice little ace of victory. All right, all right. Okay. 
<laughs> you got to take them when you get them. I tear them down. To get a little more back on track from what Asa was talking about, everyone's drink situation is Mallory's finished a glass of wine and is now has the full bottle out. <laughs> Zach's on his second beer already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have drank more of my water than my white claw, and Asa has four beers ready to go. Oh, yeah, this boy is locked <laughs> and loaded. So uh, that's why he's talking like this. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. We're, we're going to get them all loose. Thank up. you for the, uh, I'm ready to the be quick in this recap, room. Caleb. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, so he, he's got this app and he's looking at it. And, like, uh, it's kind of like they describe it like the actual app itself has, like, a, like a holographic, like, moving picture. And he's like, I've never seen an app with that. Don't know how the fuck they manage that. And it's the first time, maybe he's crazy. Or something, something's weird, because he also immediately gets a nosebleed. Just right there in the parking lot. Oh, yes. I forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah, and like it, it's a minor detail, because he doesn't do anything with it at the moment. And then he goes to visit his mom. Huh. Yes. So he shows up, goes to see his mom, sits down. And she's outside looking at the birds and just keeps saying grackles. Which yeah. I did not know grackles were a type of bird. Have you ever heard of grackles? Have you heard of grackles? Oh, yeah. There's grackles. Are they annoying because of... Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains it. Yeah. Birds. If okay. Wow. <laughs> Harsh call out. God damn. I like crows. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> I think seagulls Why? are the only ones Fucking that I'm not crows. super fond of. If you help a crow out, they will protect you. No, they I've just don't. been waiting for they a don't. crow to get I love looked... peacocks like screaming in the distance. Guess what I love, Zach? Quail. Okay, I've been thinking about this lately, weirdly enough, and we are not bringing that up right now. It just did. That's. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah, I'll let it that the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I love quails. I'll just say that. Every episode, Mallory's going to bring up a quail, and it's just never going to be a Weird. It's never going to, no matter how many times we talk about this, this is never making it. I do the editing. I think that uh, <laughs> the pheasant is a very beautiful bird. Oh, man, this is wildly and irrelevant. I'm real curious. I w- I've, I've never eaten pheasant, but I want to. Okay, so. All right, well, this took a to turn. <laughs> anyway, so he's talking to his mother. She does mention the grackles. She mentions the Red Sox, but she's referencing a game that took place yeah, back like when that. his father was alive. Yeah, like back and when he was like 14. And then she's back talking about uh, Rosewater Babe Camp Ruth. and how he needs to look under the, the porch. Yeah, there's traps under the there's porch. There's traps under the porch, and he's thinking that she means traps for... Like the birds or rats. No, or it's not the... Chipmunks. Chipmunks, Squirrels. yes. Yeah. It's chipmunks, I Those think. Yeah. And the house needs repainted, and I... Oh, stained. Yeah, never, stained. Not painted, stained. We never really get into what the stain meant either. What do you I, mean? I think she might have just been thinking the. May have just been actually needed stained. Stain. Yeah. So a lot of what the mother says, spoiler, is a little coded. She's trying to get the information out of as she can for a lady who's lost her mind. Oh, she's okay. like trapped inside. Anyways, yeah. So Sounds she says horrible. grackles a few more times and he leaves. So yeah. the, she never what, recognizes that that's her son Nick. So what does there. she say needs to be stained? The house, Rosewater, the camp. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the Rosewater camp. That's yeah. common to stay in cabins. So, anyways, after that, he meets up with Pat again. They go have a few drinks, and he kind of leaves that, like leaves the bar thinking there's something that Pat isn't telling him. Yeah, because so, Pat gives him this weird uh, talk that like, uh, what's the word? He he because it's important. <laughs> an important part of the character is that Nick is a reporter, and he's always had like. 
a trust but verify attitude with anyone. Like, if you tell him anything, he pretty much doesn't believe it unless he can prove it's true. Like, and Pat's, like, one of his only friends that he kind of takes at face value. And even then, still checks up on stuff he says after they talk about it. Like Mallory, when I say things. Yeah, probably. I'm wrong a lot, though, so I, I get it. Except for about L.L. Bean. That's why You'll I always to, have to, L.L. Bean. I had to you look sure it up will. to be sure I remembered sure correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so and he leaves that dinner, drinks, whatever you want to call it, just like skeptical. And maybe, like, this is when I was like, hmm, Pat is up to something. That mm. naughty little boy. I didn't because. think about it. Like, I didn't cue in on Pat at that time, but I don't always cue in on some of that stuff. Like, I knew, I got a feeling from the word go the mother was trying to tell us something relevant because it's a book and it'd be weird if the chapter didn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. Well, he says, like, it's like in the end of that chapter, I was certain that he wasn't telling me everything. He'd been an honest man for as long as I'd known him, and yet as I watched him smile over the top of his beer, I knew he was withholding. Mm. So. There's something. And so him and Pat became friends in college, and then Pat got a job at the college and, like, stayed there. Never left, he got yeah. married, had a kid, so he's been there this whole time. Maybe he's just fucking miserable now. He's like, oh, I, I, It sounded old. like, from Nick's I'm point of view, he was, like, pretty happy with his family. Yeah, like, my wife's a pain in my ass, and the kids are... He There's doesn't complain about kid, any of that I stuff, think. though. No. Like, he, they only just kind of talk about Nick and their old friendship. They're, like, basically buddies catching up who haven't seen each other in a while. But, like, there's a weird vibe. Anyways. Okay. So, anyways, okay. moving on. He goes okay. back to the camp. The loons. That's the other bird. Oh, yeah, because every night. He uh, always hears the freaking loons. Which, again, I don't know. What do the loons sound birds. like? I know what a bird. <laughs> oh, man. I know it's a bird. I, I used bird. to be able to call. I had. I could do the loon call, but it's been so long I've forgotten, which is ridiculous. Man. Yeah, I don't know what a loon sounds like. I always imagine, like, a lonesome cry in the distance. No. <laughs> it's pretty. It may be. It would be loud. I better not do it. I think I remembered, but do I it. would. Do it. Do also, it. Also, don't put your beer down on the table. Oh, that's yeah. that's what you're saying. Don't do it. Okay. Well, this as well. <laughs> I just want everybody to know. No, I just doing the okay. full hands up to the mouth. Oh man, what do they do? That sounds like an owl. Yeah, it's it's multiple. Hold on, let's, let's, let's let them get it out. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not right, ready. You're gonna practice every episode. So I'm gonna okay. Really, okay uh, next make time. A next time. Call. You build next us time. up for a big. It's been so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Shit. All right. Threw me just, off with owl. So just throw in like an edit in a loon call right when Asa was about to do it, and we'll all just and then put in this. Wow, that was really accurate, Asa. Good job. <laughs> Maybe we make that a part of the intro. I'll see what I can do. Drinks pouring, loons calling. Loons calling. Good job, Lisa. The screams. So I feel like we left out that he listened to the first sleep song while he was on the deck. Yeah, well, because he just gets back. We just got back to the. Oh, you listened to the first sleep song before going to see I'm that? I'm pretty sure. And he was out on the deck on or on Lake Rosewater in, like, some rickety old, like, Adirondack chair. And he turned it on and was, like, instantly asleep. Yeah, just, like, because he, he started hearing the song, mm-hmm. which is... Some it, beautiful... You know, I tried singing along to it. I couldn't figure out what the fucking tempo well, of that we song Yeah, was. we don't know the... I, I did try the to words, figure out what felt right, say. but... Yeah. But he minor, he wakes up melody. like the chair breaks underneath him. <laughs> Why? And because it was shit. like the old shitty piece of chair that he fell asleep in sitting up. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, mm. 
that happens. And he then when he realizes that when he wakes up that he can't even remember the words to the song. Huh. Yeah, like he, he can... But he feels like he could do them. It's just like they're not there. Like he... Uh, and then Renee shows up. She shows up because remember, she's who talks to him when he wakes up. That is correct, yes. So he doesn't remember. Sorry. Either. We're like back and forth right now. Did he now. not remember You're anything? Like we'd really, we read this book three weeks ago at this point, and it's not super yeah, It took us a lot longer to get these mics set up than the, it did for us to read the book. I feel like it wasn't so much the mics as it was the room. I'm not going to lie. The whole process, you know what so, I mean. Yeah. We, we work full time. It turns out that when you don't own any of this stuff, it takes a few weeks to get it all into your house. That's true. That's true. So anyways, after the dinner with Pat, so the app, like, alerts him. Like, it comes up, like, sleep song number two is available. So. I mean, we did skip that Renee came there to warn him again to delete oh, the Oh, yeah, app. delete the app. He's like, I'm not going to. Oh, he tricked her into making her think he oh, was yeah. deleting Well, that, that was the other thing. Because, I mean, Renee's a big part of this. Uh, when they left the building the first time uh, with Renee, like, when he got the app, she was suddenly way less friendly with him. And then she kind of goes back to being friendly when she finds him again at the camp. I immediately was like, I don't trust this bitch. <laughs> so he had already listened to it when she showed up. Yeah, yeah, when she showed up, up the first time at the camp. He okay. had just woken up from listening to So, it. and another uh, important thing is that when this comes up, <clears throat> you have to have headphones to play it. Oh, yeah. You cannot play it, like, through a speaker in your car. You can't Bluetooth it to, like, a, a little speaker somewhere else. Nothing. You yeah, have the guy it says headphones specifically that could tell if it was a headphone, and if it didn't sense a headphone, you weren't allowed to play it. So he l- decides he's going to listen to sleep song number two, but it bothers him that he couldn't remember any of the words to the first one. So he's gets, like, a notebook and pen, and he's like, I'm going to write it down. So it starts with, like, waves crashing on the coast. He's like, oh, I'm thinking yeah. about the main coast, Very whatever. Nice. Nice. Um, He's hanging out on the couch and trying to map out the rise and fall of the music. And then, you know, like you'd expect, given the last time, he immediately just boop, passes out. Yeah, pretty much. That's when shit gets started. So, yeah, he says, I slept as if it were an act against my own will. Slept as if paralyzed. So this is when... The, he first sees this woman. Yeah, who he sees is a like woman standing at his desk. Super so pale, dripping wet, super red lips. This is his dream? This is his dream, yes. He's never had so a dream flash. So she was dressed in pale gray hiking <laughs> pants that were stained dark with water and a black fleece top that glistened like oil on hot asphalt. Very beautiful. Yeah, I was immediately, the second he described her, I was like, oh, it's time. All right, here we go. Glossy. Her hair was blonde, but looked dark because it was wet and dripping. Her complexion was as pale as sand under moonlight. So, anyways, this is what he's visualizing. And then she says, you don't want to follow them. What? I know, right? Follow. Oh, man. Yeah, she gives a bunch of really extremely unhelpful advice without context. Yeah. And with context, it's still pretty fucking hard to follow. And he realizes... <laughs> no, she did die. He realizes she's dead. Like, this is a dead person coming to him in this dream. Anyway, so then he wakes up and he realizes, like, he's knocked over, like, a lamp or something like that. Yeah, he's and he's, like, hand. bleeding from his hand. 
And then he goes to, like, an urgent care or something like that the next day. And she, the lady says, like, oh, I remember you coming in here before with, like, a, he broke yeah, an ankle. And he's, like, I don't remember ever being here before. But this would have been when he was, like, in high school or college. Like, something you should remember injuring yourself so bad that you had to go to an urgent care. And he has, like, no recollection of it. So hmm. that's another weird thing that came up. So. Yeah. Yeah. His hand is hurting him a bit. Um, ah, yes. And then Renee asks him to meet again at the park and tells him that, how does she tell him or she asks him? Oh, shit. Old Renee. This is uh, the big reveal here. Yeah. So it pretty much comes out that when his father died, he was the one driving the car. The father? No, the no, Nick was Nick. driving the car. Oh. His father was in the passenger seat. He was in the driver's <clears throat> seat. I think he either had his permit or had just gotten his license and was driving and I think just lost control. I think it was on ice or something like that. But he lived, obviously, and his dad died. So this is what Renee tells him. And he's yeah. like, no, like, I was not there. And she... Kind of, I was like, drives it in, like, where were you at when you found out the news? Like, all this stuff. And she's like, go look at the news articles. And he's pissed off at her at this point mm-hmm. for even saying this. And so anyways. The news articles say that it was him. No, they, they just say that two people were there. He's never listed in them. They always wrote him out of the stories. But did they say the dad's name? Like they say the dad's... Or, uh, father they, and son. Well, they just say... Maybe. Yeah, uh, they say two people. Paul Bishop. The driver was the only fatality. Yeah, but the driver, un, who's unnamed, uh, survived. Oh. Mm. Yeah, so it was true. Yeah, and like later she comes and finds him at the camp and is basically mm-hmm. describing your mom... Did some stuff. Uh, basically, her his mom was like, what, what was her deal? She was like a, she wasn't a psychologist. That's not the right word I'm looking for. Hypnotherapist? No, she was like, um, pretty like renowned in her field. I don't know if she did psychotherapy or. Yeah, it it was like CIA level like psychoanalysis style stuff. Huh. Like, so at this point though, like the, so we reached the end of part one. When he discovers the truth. Well, yeah. I well when Renee tells him. Yeah. So at this point, what did you think? Like I was like, I think this oh, is I, a haunting of some kind. I was in the middle because I was like, maybe the ghost or whatever is a oh god, I sneeze. Uh, oh man. Right. So okay. My initial <laughs> thought was that Renee was Definitely hiding a lot more than well, like obviously, because she's like delete the app. Why would you? Well, and so, so some of this is like I'm like, well, like you think that like you know the rich guy who designed the app would be the bad guy, but he was kind of this borderline like, bubbling idiot when they like first came. He seemed like a dum dum, yeah. And he also is in like three pages of the first half of the book, so I was like, this fucking ass, like you can't be the villain. There's no setup. They make him sound like too much of a. Like a rich kid he's that a doesn't, he, a yeah. rich kid that doesn't have a lot of knowledge, really. Yeah, he, he's a dude who's coasting by on his family's name yeah. and wealth. That's kind of the vibe. But yeah. So I thought it was like a haunting. I I I went back and forth actually a lot of times through the book, being like, is this really a haunting, or is or like they like, because once the the programming thing entered his head, I was like, 
I wonder if this is all just people, like, you know, fucking with his head. Uh, and he's just going crazy. And after a while, it kept coming back to me. I was like, why would he picture a fucking ghost? He doesn't know who the ghost is. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so part two. I don't know. He was driving the car. He now knows this. Uh, Renee keeps telling him to delete the app. He's never going to delete the app, Renee. Like, stop doing that. You should know. The second you tell somebody not to do something, they just want to do it more. Mm. Uh, And then he starts kind of hearing a voice also that's not actually there. Oh, yeah. Like all the time. When he's awake? Yes. Oh. Yes. So he's kind of starting to hear stuff like he has a full-on conversation with Renee and then realizes she's not actually there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. is uh, it's, uh, So anyways, we say. learned that after the, his is. father's death, because his mom kind of worked in the psychology, psychotherapy arena, that she decided to try to lessen the trauma to him by she's sort of like essentially brainwashing him to think like he was never It's like CIA there. reprogramming. Yeah, like, like anytime he would talk style. about it, she would just be like, no, you weren't there. And like she literally made it. So like Renee, who was his friend, and then like even um, Bobby B. Like they, they were all in on it. Like if he started talking about a certain subject, they were supposed to say a certain thing. To like, oh, they, they always had to pretend like, oh, what a weird dream. Yeah. Until eventually, anytime he heard about something bad, he didn't believe it happened. Yeah, he always or just was whacked it out. He was just like, oh, yeah. My, like, you know, obviously, like, my dad died. They're like, oh, I was driving the car. What a weird dream. Huh. Like, any reference That's... to it, they would, everyone would fake him out. And then there was reference to these audio cues. Like, it was all, like, tied into, like, music and sounds. and Wow. That's, uh, that's... That's something. So wait, if they, if they made him. If, so wait, if the other key phrase was "what a dream," but he's never dreamed before. That just... Well, so that's the trick. Is he's like, "I've never dreamed before," and and she's like, "No, you used to dream, like you stopped dr- like dreaming when this happened. Like this is what killed your dreams. It was me. I killed your dreams because everything was. A dream. So it like what I'm looking at it now. So it started the night of the car accident. She started giving him propranolol, which is like a beta blocker. And apparently there was these studies going on at the time about how it could help, um, like PTSD victims. So she would give him that, and then they relied on um, some other person's research. So his mom pulled from that, and they used uh, suggestion, implication, and reinforcement. So the suggestion was that the reality was just a nightmare. So he would have these terrible, like, nightmares or um, what's the worst form of a nightmare? Like a night Night terror. terror. Yeah, so that would happen. And then um, his mother would tell him that he was confusing the nightmares with reality. And then, like, Renee's contribution was to reinforce that narrative like, if he brought up the wreck, she would say things like, I can't believe that you would dream that vividly. So, anyways, so that was how. And she was his age? She was, she like, was a year like three or two older. years older than him, I think. Huh. A couple so years, yeah. She, yeah. And she's, like, now regretting that all? Yeah. Well, yeah. She started to feel bad about what she did to him. Why would you feel bad about it? It's that? also why, well, because... <laughs> She basically made him a new totally like <laughs> it started to freak her out when he started believing it wasn't real. 
She made him it become worked. a struggling yeah. author. But she it, thought it, it was amazing. She was like, this is like amazing yeah. research and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, and so at this point, he's like, my fucking mother, what a bitch. Anyways, but like Renee's like, I think she had your best interests in mind. She just didn't want you to be traumatized by this. She's, but anyway, so this is the basis for what Bryce is doing with Clarity. She's just... just so Yeah, the, all this info is what like they're using as like the, the start for this stuff. Hmm. Wow. And then it's around this time that we discover what happened where when Ashley comes into the story, right? Well, this is when we find out that Ashley... So, okay, so... We don't so, have to be 100% accurate. So her sister was also a part of Clarity, is the part we just now find out. And we right. also find out that she's dead. Who's sister? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Renee's, Renee's sister. sister. So Renee's sister is Ashley. Mm. And how does she tell us that? By telling uh, Nick that she takes up, she fills an urn. So she doesn't have a Oh, yeah, it's a super up. brutal way to yeah, introduce this Yeah, I was character. like, uh, okay, so she's dead then? <laughs> don't whisper. Yeah, don't whisper. Who's what? Anyway, what the audio readout says. So, um, so she committed suicide. She jumped from one of the the, one of the tallest buildings at the college campus. That's like a story and a half. I was. I can't remember. They say exactly how high it was. Everything smaller or what? I think. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) It was high enough that I mean. It's high enough that it was very very quick. You can fall off a five foot ladder and die instantly. Anyways, so, my joke was that, yeah, it was a main joke. That was really funny. I hope that you keep those coming, Caleb. <laughs> we keep, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of it. <laughs> 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 oh, anyway, shit. so we know that now, and we know that um, Renee thinks that Clarity and the app had something to do with her suicide, and that's why she's so adamant about Nick deleting the app. Um, so then Nick decides at this point he needs to go see his mother again, but she's still talking about the grackles. Yeah, and, and he's like he pissed. Goes full research. He's like, pissed off at her, but she's just talking about the grackles and how he needs to stain, not paint the camp, and he's it's hard to be mad at a woman who's lost her mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, even though and she he, did something he, bad, like he agrees. Like he's like, I can't. Like if fight you yell her. at her, freak out on her now, she's gonna be like, Grackles. Grackles. Yeah, those grackles <laughs> are annoying, if I remember correctly, which I'm pretty oh, sure just I am. you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> just you fucking hold your little horses. Uh, can the can these spirits or ghosts or dreams like not get through a, a a painted wood wall or something? It is literally never comes up what the painter stain is for. Okay, okay, I was uh, I won't. Or I missed it. I won't. Whatever so, it was, it wasn't a big reveal. So. At this time, he goes back, so he's really trying to find out a way that he can listen or he can record the song because yeah. it's so specific that you have to have headphones. So he calls a, a connection that he had back when he was a war correspondent who was, like, very techie, and I think his job was to, like, hack and stuff yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like an intel dude. So he asks him, and the guy tells him how to do it, so he goes, buys these speakers, these cheap-ass speakers or whatever. He has it all set up. And then he convinces Pat to come over because now he knows Pat is hiding something that he's like, 
in on whatever is happening because he's had these weird freaking nightmares. Now he knows that Ashley committed suicide because of these sleep songs or because of the app or whatever it is. So Pat comes over, and this is when things go a little bit south. Well, because well, he, I mean, he does a lot of research, like, right before this. Like, he learns that, because uh, notably when he's doing the research, he learns that the girl, the dead girl he's seeing is Ashley. Yes. Because uh, he, he, oh. he picks up basically all this research all at once, and that Bryce Lerman's mother and father were, like, big time, like, they're, like, weapons manufacturer money. Like, hmm. government, state, secret money. I was thinking when you said that at first, like, Smith & Wesson. No, I mean, like, Win- ships, Winchester. military missiles and, oh. you know. Overseas. Yeah, like. Mm. Like um, war. Arms um, dealer. Like, black ops technology, murder people in the dead of night stuff. Wow. All right. Anyways, okay. So, he figures all this out. Decides Pat definitely knows more than he's letting on. He sets up these speakers, but then Pat... Oh, yeah, that was the big uh, twist. Pat is part of Clarity. He was like... He signed all the paperwork. Yeah, so it's technically... Is it under his name? Yeah, I think he's like the agent or something. He's one of the signing agents. Yeah. So, anyways, but he invites Pat over, and Pat's like, Yeah, no, dude, I should probably go home to the family, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, No, dude, I really want you to come over. So Pat shows up. They get into a fight because he confronts him and is like, I know you're not telling me the whole truth. Yeah, man, Pat really, like, he starts out like a soft lead and it goes from like, hey, man, fucking having drinks and just like, you fucking lied to me. Yeah, literally. They went full tilt all at once. And like the ghost voices in his head, like, yeah, finish it. Oh, yeah, so he's hearing these voices. It's very, yeah. Like, why are you lying to me, asshole, as one of his lines there. Um, Anyway, so he leaves the house. Yeah, yeah. Nick, to not freak out and murder his friend, gets enough control to just Because they get into, like, dip. a fist fight. Just gets out of there. Yeah. So he leaves. He, like, hits uh, Pat's car getting out of, like, the driveway. A completely unimportant detail, as yeah, it turns out. Yeah, but they included that. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> fun detail. I mean, it's, it's good to have, like, enough to flesh out the story, but, like, also it added nothing and just took up a bunch of paragraphs. It's going to add a little more of action. <laughs> I guess. Oh, man, we got a fender bender with a guy who's not going to be important in a few minutes. So he leaves. He comes back. And he realized that he'd left his phone there, right? Yeah. And yeah. now he can't find Pat. The, yeah. Pat is not in the house. And the phone is still there. But now instead of saying play the sleep song, it's saying play the med- motivation melody. Yeah, the motivation. So melody. he's like, he listened to it. And he sees that the headphones hooked up to it are... Pat's not his. So he had connected his headphones to the phone. Pat did. Yes. Yeah. So he's like looking all around and he's like, he's got to be close enough that his headphones are like connected. I just realized a weird flaw in this scene. What? Well, I mean, Pat, uh, Pat is Bluetoothed into this guy's phone, right? And then Pat immediately left the phone on the ground and walked 300 feet away. I don't know how good your Bluetooth is. I think I, they addressed that. I think he said like he, like as long as he was within... However, I guess he might have just been right out front and 100 feet up a tree. Yeah. I guess so when he does enough. find him, Pat is up in this freaking tree over, like, next to the lake. And, like, I, it was weird. I was trying to imagine it as I'm reading it. And it literally sounds like it had to have been, like... It's like a was, fucking trapeze act. He's walking out on a branch over the water. He's not holding like, on to anything. 
And he just is walking. So he's walking the plank. Yes. And it's like, I mean, there's and not. He's, like, he's like holding his hand out like he's like looking for something or like trying to grab How something. How many trees have branches like so sturdy that you could just walk out on them like that? Is there a lot and I just don't know it? We could walk out on our, the branch on our tree for yeah, quite yeah, a ways. I mean, I'm sure you got okay. it there. Well, he does. And he's like at the same time Nick is hearing like this voice like saying stop him now. Anyways, he's like, Pat, he's screaming at him, but it's like Pat is literally just like dead set straight ahead. Hears nothing, doesn't react. Yeah. Just walking, walking, walking until the branch gives out. He freaking falls. He lands on a rock in the water. Just. And Nick is like, I heard his back like snap. So anyways. Well, Zach in real life heard that back snap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. This happens, so he runs. I think he goes, gets him out of the water, then he calls 911. Well, yeah, he goes and gets him out of the water, yeah. and uh, by the time he's like got him like safe, the ambulance actually starts showing up. They showed up real oh, fast. Oh, yeah, because Bobby B. Yeah, because Bobby saw him in the tree and called the ambulance before anything really got going. So he's like, I, he's all worried. He's like, they're going to be really suspicious if they go inside. They're going to see we had a fight, that there's beers, and blah, blah, blah. But then. He's trying to explain to them what happened. Yeah, he's really he trying to hide from the cops that he got into a fight with this man just before the man threw himself out of a tree. Yeah. So. It's understandable. But Bobby uh, yeah. shows up and is like, I, yeah, what he said is true. Like, he literally just walked, like, off of this freaking. Yeah, this is the first time I was branch. like, all right, you know what? Maybe you're all right, Bobby. Like, you yeah. covered for us. Like You got me good, Bobby. You, you got, got us good. out of a murder charge, and that's good in my book. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Uh, and then Nick is like, "Well, fuck this, time to go," and uh, drives uh, like forty miles north and finds another town to stay in for the night. Yes, and then he like lays down, goes to sleep, sees freaking Ashley again. Yeah, she she shows up. Little ghosty girl pops in and gives him a rousing, uh, you know, HJ. No, oh. we're gonna circle back to that. <laughs> Put a pin so, in that thought. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> too soon. Too she soon, comes man. and she whispers, "You can't leave now, Nick." So uh, there's that. And then she tells him, discover. It's, "It's too late to leave, but too dangerous to linger." So we're speaking in riddles now. Yeah, literally, the, she doesn't do anything the fuck else. But, but who said okay? this? Yeah, uh, uh, sorry. Oh, okay. And he uh, wakes up actually... to find out that like he didn't without like without any control. The pot, like the uh, the music started itself on his phone, and he literally couldn't stop himself from putting the headphones in and listening. Oh. Like he just woke up and they were in and on. Some weird. I was I was gonna that. ask if he was listening to it this time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. It's too late. Like he can't escape it now. Mm-hmm. So then Renee texts him and is saying, "You know, we need to talk." She drives to where he is at. Um. Anyways, and then. They have a fun fight truth session, and we shoot. This is where we learn that uh, it's a this song. These songs are meant to be weaponized. Yeah, I think that's about the same time that she learns it because, and she learns it because uh, we learn that Ashley is the singer of the song. Yes, that's mm. she. She's the one who is singing it. She's the voice. But mm. when she would sing it for Bryce, she always had to have like audio deafening stuff so she could never hear the song she was singing. And then one day, uh, Renee was like, well, we have to figure out what the fuck we're putting into this podcast, so can you, like, secretly record? App. App. (laughs) We're not putting messages to kill you. Uh, (laughs) 
Anyway, so we don't they, they got to record this song that's putting out messages <laughs> to maybe do some bad shit. And so she talks Ashley into secretly recording it. And then when they're going to meet up later that night, Ashley's already thrown herself off a fucking building. And so wow. it turns out maybe listening to the song is a bad thing, as everyone who's ever done it is dead. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Except Nick. This is what uh, Renee tells him. It's a cutting-edge weapon with an ancient twist. It's the worst of all worlds, a weapon that combines the most futuristic ideas of neuroscience with a ballad that's older than this country. So now we're not talking about a song. We're talking about a ballad. The brown note. A ballad. <laughs> the brown. So this is like some I would do anything for love. Love or something. I would do anything Guys, copyright. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Good catch, Kate. Not even my uh, podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? It You're is. in it. You're in the first episode and all the ones going Not through. in the title. <laughs> wow. That was pretty quick, Caleb. You're the with part. You shut us down. I was about to really let Lewis get into that. I I have to be here. Yeah, he doesn't get a choice. Sorry, Caleb. Did we not give him a choice? We didn't. No. <laughs> we didn't give you one either, if you recall. He's oh, going to no, be here anyways. He yeah. Here. I mean, what else is he going to do? There's beer. He gets to sit in a warm room and listen to us talk. What else would he do with that? It's I mean, extremely I could warm. Be, I could be I'm watching. enjoying it. Sitting I am couch. too, but. All right, all right, all right. They're probably pitting out. We are. Getting off track. I'm not pitting out. Oh, anyways, back to business. Okay. Believe it or not. So, this is also when they decide to watch the video of uh, Ashley, Renee's sister, oh, yeah, committing part. suicide. Because there was video on the campus. All right. So it literally shows her walking up. It's pouring down rain. She's They don't even know how she got to the top of the building because it should have been restricted. Right. So, unanswered question. That's Someone funny. probably should have destroyed this tape also. Well, I mean, it's police recording. Yeah. Or a security camera so, for the college. Oh, sounds like security's so in on it. She walks up there, walks to the edge, stands there for like seven or yeah, nine minutes, like something like that. Like just standing, but she's staring straight ahead. And she has earbuds in, and she's staring straight ahead, and then all of a sudden, she just steps Yeah, she off. raises her hand, and then, whoop. Anyone know how long this song is? We don't know. <laughs> Sorry. It's a free Oh, we also um, learn here that uh, Pat is still alive, but he's on life support. And oh, and this is where we learn some other So now stuff. we learn some background about, about Pat, little Patty Cakes. Um, so him and his wife were, were they divorced? They're divorced, yeah. They're, they've been divorced. He had Uh-oh. been laid off from the college. Yeah, perfect. He didn't work there he anymore. Was, he lives in his boat. He was living on his boat, and he that was... That doesn't sound all bad. Although... It was not a great boat. And yeah, he was a, he was he always picked shitty butts. That's a yeah. little twelve foot aluminum rowboat type. Well, deal. I mean, no, like a like a he was boat. able to live in it. So. It's a houseboat. <laughs> um, but he was obsessed with writing a book based on like shipwrecks. Yeah, he really liked old lore. Yeah, so well, that a lot of lighthouses. So that's Maine. kind of they how he got involved with stuff. Bryce and Clarity. We keep skipping something that's kind of important is also the fog. He keeps seeing all of this fog surrounding him. Uh, like, just everywhere. Like, I mean, it's Maine. There's fog everywhere. Uh, I think I've never been to Maine. That's a lot. There was a lot of fog when we went into Vermont. Well, when you live on the coast, yeah, I feel like fog yeah. is pretty yeah, standard. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, he keeps seeing it everywhere. And it's about this time that Renee's like, no, it, there hasn't been fog a single day you've been here. Hmm. And when the fog is around, he realizes he also has a harder time, like, thinking. 
Like that's when he starts like, to like lose fog. focus. Like the real fog is also is outside it, it, and inside. Yes, it, it's, it's not so outside. It's not like but he he's the only it. one who sees the fog. Bugs the inside of his eyes to make it look like it's outside. Wow. Yeah, maybe his cataracts. It's a real weird trick going yeah. on. I'm trying. To, I don't remember the exact order, but like this is where like they go like f- like kick the investigate. Oh no, they go challenge uh, Bryce. Bryce first. So now they find out. Bryce tells them, "I'm actually there already." Um, to the best of my knowledge, he said, "There are ten people across generations who have heard the song completely in verse and with melody." Of those ten, nine are dead. Suicides, every single one. Except for Nick Bishop. Yeah. This is also when we learned that Bryce goes from, like, weird, bumbling idiot to full-tilt, maniacal Bond supervillain fucking instantly. Out of nowhere, he's just suddenly like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is absolutely a weapon to force people to kill themselves. There's nothing you can do to stop me. You're already fucked. Yeah, but At this he point, was you have the, two choices. He was the perfect subject because he doesn't dream. because And so he didn't just immediately walk off a fucking ledge somewhere. Yeah, he's the only one who's survived listening to the song more than once. Mm. Even so though he hasn't heard the whole song. Like, you only need to hear, like, a bit of it, and you're just fucking off to the races. Yes. So we're getting deeper into it. So I might make it. You might make it, yeah. I you have, might I have dreamt, though, I guess. Uh, I think you're a lost cause. Yeah, you're straight fuck, buddy. Uh, you know so are, you we, are we still in part two? Or are yeah, we we're in part two. Part two is wrapping up right about now. Yes. He talks to his mother one more time. No, no, not yet. So here's where we learned that Bobby B was in on the whole thing. There are no loons uh, at the camp. Oh, There's yeah. No even though Nick loons? hears the loons. Yeah, Nick hears the loons, but they're never there. Nick finds out that the he traps has Bob, uh, the traps underneath the porch are, are like little sound things. Speakers. It's so weird. I and I don't fully understand this. I guess I just don't understand the technology because the loons the loons would be so loud to him, but nobody yeah, it, else. He's could basically hear it. cued into that audio frequency, and nobody else does. It's like subsonic, whatever. Oh. I don't know. They basically programmed him to somehow be able to hear this audio. Like cue. he's a fucking dog. Yeah, it's, it's like he's a dog. It's like a dog whistle. <laughs> this is but, clearly uh, not based in entire reality. Caleb, no, it's a song that kill makes people kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. There's a literal ghost. <laughs> I'm that's. I'm just saying. Like clearly, this subsonic is not the weirdest part of this. So you can tell Bob is a little bit peeved about being involved in any of this. Yeah. He's like, Whoops. everybody made Whoops. me a part I of find it. Weird but... this next part, given that like we know Bob is kind of a douchebag, that he goes along with telling this whole story next. Yeah. Well. Cause... Yeah. So do you want to tell the story? Because you're better at these kind of weird stories than I am. All right. So he goes, he's like, all right. So we've heard essentially about this. Uh, oh, has he dreamt of the island already? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's dreamt of this island. Uh, I think they called it what? Purgatorium? Yeah. That's the word that's on the. Yeah. It's the word on all the ships associated with it. But essentially the last time that he dreamt of Ashley, he suddenly woke up on like this barren rock out in the middle of the ocean and there's storms everywhere, and there's these, like, weird, like, fucked up, like, frozen, like, people, like, laughing at him and basically, like, trying to grab it. All right. So, uh, uh, he's talking to Bobby, and Bobby's like, okay, so you want to know the story of uh, the, the purgatory? Shit, no, there was another... There's another name for the dang boat. What was the real Well, boat? there was multiple boats because um, there was, like, the initial settlers in Maine. 
And then it was like the English came over and like loaded these people into boats and were like gonna they used to take them, like sail them down the and Arabella. make them slaves. Yeah. So he asks uh about this ship called the Arabella. Uh and essentially Bobby's like, he's like back in the day, like uh when you know the new colonies were just getting started, there was a bunch of Native Americans essentially in the way. It, it, they rounded them up, and they were like, well, we can't just, you know, like, murder all these people. They didn't want to murder them all, so they basically rounded up into ships. They prisoners. found a roundabout way to murder them. Right, well, they were going to relocate them at first. Like, that was the plan. Not this. That's not, we, you know, this that's not how it plans out. Yeah. But, well, because the idea was they were to sail them down to, like, Louisiana and basically force them to live. Like, they were relocating. But when they did this, <clears> they knew that it was going to be a harsh winter. Yeah, they knew a lot of them weren't going to make it because they didn't care enough to take care mm. of them. And then plagues start got onto the ships, and so people started dying. They're like, And, like, the captain, like, basically the government was like, all right, well, we can't drop them off because no one's going to let us drop a bunch of plague-ridden Native Americans into uh, Louisiana. Like, they're going to freak out. So, like... They we'll just, just wait the winter until the plague dies They, off. like, anchored down and were like, we'll just chill. Yeah, they just sat through the winter with these people. And so all these people are dying and screaming. And just one day, like, uh, one of these guys starts singing a song to the sick and dying. And after a while, like, the people stop screaming and moaning. And they eventually just pass peacefully in their sleep. Hmm. Like, they just kind of, oh. they relax and they die and they let themselves go. And he goes, like, there. he's the, one of the only people, like, they let him, like, this Native American just travel from ship to ship, going in between them and singing these songs for the dying. And, like, everyone, like, even, like, the crew are kind of fine with it, except for this guy, uh, Lieutenant Lermond, who becomes obsessed with this song and, like, is like, no, no, this, like, it's clearly got a power, like, he wants we, to know all the words. Yeah, if song. we can get this song, we can use it. Uh, and so he starts sending people to, like, spy on this guy and, like, harass him. Like, he tries to beat it out of him first, and the, essentially, author of the story is like, hey, no, 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 fuck. That's not happening. You can't just beat, like, like we aren't actually trying to do a genocide. You can't just beat these people. Uh, mm-hmm. And... So he starts sending spies after him, and after a while, the spies just start killing themselves. Because they're listening to this song. Well, it, it's worse than that, because the uh, the singer has started realizing that he's being essentially abused for this. And so he starts using this song, like, rather than, like, as a method to, like, help people, he starts using it to hurt them. Because, like, these people aren't passing peacefully in their sleep. They're freaking the fuck out and then throwing themselves into the ocean. Yeah, like, they're saying, like, I know something is... They're like, the shit, the island is waiting for me. Yeah. And... I have to go. uh, They're never gonna let me go. Yeah, so they would, like, walk up onto, I don't know, ship terminology, but, um, I don't know, whatever. Oh, they were walking out, uh, yeah, onto the, the... uh, the the sideways like part the, of the mast. I want to see where, where the, the curtains are. go. The sails. <laughs> the <laughs> yes, curtains. <laughs> where we draw wind. the curtains. Lay out the silk. We <laughs> ride on the winds. <laughs> wind curtains. But yeah, they're like walking out on that and just. Essentially, like uh, they get to the point where this dude Lerman is had a fucking enough, uh, and just 
ties this guy with mask and starts fucking whipping him until like he'll until he's like freaking words. guts are falling out. As you like, do, just a random guy. As what? Well, yeah, I mean, like he's left him no options. Really, how do you blame the guy? <laughs> he's killing people. <laughs> He, he was he was helping them like easing them into like a peaceful death before. But why didn't he just relocate them? That's what they were doing. Clearly, that's the better option. What do you mean? They were dying in the bottom of a ship. Yeah, and he could have relocated them like the Americans were doing. The good American people were just trying to relocate these people. Oh my God, Kate. we were so oh great. My Lord. You're a moron. I really can't even my understand. What you're I know you're to fucking with I thought us. You were serious. But no one is an audio medium. They cannot see the visual cues that tell them that you're fucking with us. Are you serious? I still think you might be serious. I oh my God. No. So wow. essentially, the way it ends <laughs> is like. Uh, the, the author goes and is like tries to comfort this man as he's dying. Like he gets the captain, and the captain's like, "Okay, Lerman, you've gone too fucking far. You're done. Uh, you're done, Zo." And like they basically lock him up until essentially like a hurricane comes. No, they put Lermond on the ship yeah, with well, all the sickies. That's what I'm saying. A oh. hurricane comes. Well, because it's not all of them. Like it's just one of the ships with the sickest. Well, or yeah, they, yeah they put the sickest ones on one ship because this hurricane's coming. And they're like, we don't have enough people left to run this whole ship. Like, it's falling apart. They're basically they're like, like okay, we know this ship well, will get destroyed. Lerman, guess what? You're free from prison. You get to watch this ship through the storm with no crew. Like, and then it's a death sentence. The author yeah. of this letter that they're Sounds reading like goes and, like, finds the, the singer of the song and basically just says, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, like in a way. he does get the impression that the singer didn't, like, hate him. Yeah, he appreciated his efforts. Uh, like, you could tell the difference, but essentially, when they wake up in the storm the next day, they're like, there's no way the ship survived. Like, our ship's barely survived. And then all of a sudden, like, they see the ship, like, sailing off into the, like, the fog, and then no one ever sees it again. Wow. Hmm. The sicky, the sick ship. The sicky ship. Except the, the real sick ship. I think if memory serves, like, on the side of the ship, someone's, like, painted in, like, blood, like, purgatorium. Yeah. And then that piece of wood, like, washes up on shore. Yeah, because then later, like, years and years later, there's a group of sailors who get trapped on this island out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah, they survive by, like, eating each other. Yeah, they survive by eating each other. And because two of them managed to build, like, a shitty raft and, like, try and sail back to land, and immediately they all fucking die. Uh, oh, but I the bodies wash ashore with part of it. And so, like, the people on the coast are like, okay, people are out there that need help. And so they go looking and save half the crew. But the raft that they rolled in on was also named the Purgatorium. Hmm. Wow. And they were trying to figure out where... No. No. Well, because also, this is a barren, treeless rock, (laughs) and so no one knows where they got the wood. Oh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. Anyways, that's the backstory for that. No stumps. Put your thinking no cap on for either, that one. Right? Yeah. Maybe it washed up on shore? I don't know. Washed up on the rock? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so that's a lovely story. Bobby B. Yeah, they learned that from Bobby, way. and then they also find a part of this guy's journal in uh, Pat's boat. Yeah, so they know that Pat knew about all of this. And we know that Lermond is tied to this fucking crazy-ass dude who whipped a man to death Lermond. for a song that murders people. I wonder if any of this book is is no. factual. I, I think the Native American tragedy might be. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Like, 
probably that's I don't know fairly sure. accurate. I don't know that I'm yeah, prepared. We'd have to look into that. that I don't know if there was like some creepy song that somebody was singing to everybody, but oh, I kind that, of that, doubt. That, I kind that of seems unlikely. But I'm, I'm sure know. there were creepy songs for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But that, that, I think Americans songs were in that era were creepy people. Yeah. I think I think there was a song you'd sing to ease someone to death. I just don't think it was a magical, like know. I sent you to heaven song. Well, like it, they were very spiritual people, and like yeah. even yeah, like we have, you know. Oh yeah, you're talking specifically Native American. Yeah, I'm thinking about like I think they have a song that you'd sing to well, your, like, yeah. your sick mom as she died. All right, yes, and so I this agree. is they now have pretty much all the information that like they think they're gonna get. And they're like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna turn the tables on this Bryce fucker because I'm running out of time before these ghosts drag my ass off to this rock. Because he so basically comes to the we've realization like, we've that, crossed into part three here. So let me tell you, like at the end of part oh, two, yeah, yeah. we've learned that the loons were never real and that Bobby was in on this whole thing. Um, so also they decide that Nick is not gonna sleep at night because Ashley has told him to burn oh, the day. Fuck, right, the best part of this story. Okay, so here's where I got a little bit annoyed. <laughs> Go so on. Ashley the ghost in the dreams. Ashley the ghost in the dreams told him to burn the night because he should be... I'm guessing that meant he, yeah, he needs to be to awake during... Uh, be awake during the night so he's not hearing the song. Yeah, because the, the, the song doesn't get him during the day. And because the closer this fog gets, the worse it gets. Like, it's going to pull him to this island. All right. Yeah, it, if he dies, you're stuck on the island you were, until you take someone the place else of somebody else listens oh. to the song. Like you have to get enough people to cycle through the island and like. And all they do is work, and it's just salt water splashing on you. You got open cuts and shits like that. What kind of Anyways, work are you doing on this treeless island? It's literally like they're just moving rocks back and forth. Is what it it's, sounds it's, like. So it's like it's, a hell. It's yes, hell. it's hell. It's it purgatory. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyways, uh, okay, so this night. Is when uh, Nick and Renee decide to... Bone down? They decide to make love. Take a trip to Poundtown. And I'm like, is this the time? It, it seems... Yeah, they're like, yeah, we gotta stay awake all night. Let's we just go... We better pound it out. And this is my fucking... You never know. This part of the story was kind of my favorite, specifically because the startling change at the end. Okay, I literally wrote down... I feel like this could have not happened. It adds nothing to oh, the story. Oh, it adds nothing to the story. Everyone is dying around us, but let's bone. Like, is it a you know, this novel? isn't the first time People I've heard of... gotta fuck. I mean, this happens. <laughs> Listen, there's Was a, there a lead-up to this besides... I mean, them? just they, they, they were old friends, you know. Something of romantic Like, he always had a crush on yeah. her. Yeah. But, and yeah. I literally wrote, it's getting sinister. We have ghosts. Shipwrecks and brainwashing. There's a a great... Okay, so I got to get through this because this part is a callback to Ace's comment earlier. So him and (laughs) Renee are, you know, going to Poundtown. I forgot. And, like, they're getting into it, and all of a sudden, like, he's got his hand in her hair, and he's like, man, her hair's really wet. Like, this is weird. Uh, And then, like, pulls it back, and he looks up, and it's Ashley, not Renee in bed with him. He fell asleep while they were having sex. Whoa. And started dreaming having sex that. with the sister. So he fell asleep during sex. Yeah. So it was not great. But apparently not. I was, he, I, he clearly had to have been on bottom. He's also been like actively. <laughs> Can you imagine that just collapses on her? Was it like she's wasn't behind her and then just like, it's just like and then of course like and then Renee does the dumbest shit. She's like he's like 
don't let me fall asleep. And she's like, well, you fell asleep, and it seemed like you were... Yeah, it seemed like you were sleeping really well, and, uh, you know, I thought I'd just let you sleep, even though it's definitely a thing that's absolutely going to lead to your death, and we all 100% believe that. We're kind of convinced ghosts are real. Also, maybe I fucked your sister. I'm not sure. <laughs> she was dead at the time, if that makes it better. Did he explain I that to her? I don't think that He did tell her. I was like, why would you tell her? I think at this point, it's all gone out the window. And I mean, Renee's already here, and for a penny, and for a pound, and... Yep. So, uh, Man. then I'm trying to well, I hope he doesn't remember the that. exact timeline here because I feel like we've gone back and forth on a lot of things. So, definitely, if you're listening, read the yes. freaking book. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna hash it, we're gonna maybe make some like timetable stuff that we have for the next oh, it's book. not perfect. This yeah. is not perfect. I'm gonna probably sure. try to catalog like a timeline as we go through the next one. Here, to, get, to give them some some time oh, to right. think on what they're going to say. But I'm not here to read the book to them, you know? So I feel like we are it's fine. just it's jazzing it up a little bit. <laughs> We're just going to do a quick <laughs> drink catch-up. Oh, yeah, like it's Caleb's drink a, hour. We're going to do a quick drink catch-up while they think about what they're going to say next. Mallory is almost halfway through her bottle of wine. Was that full when you started this? Correct, yes. All right. Zach is on his third. Yes, sir. I yes, finished my water and my white claw and had Oh, nice. Yay, is nice it time work. for a second claw? No, I'm not grabbing another one. Nice Mesa work, is on his dog. fourth beer. How far are you fourth through that Fourth beer one? in this room. <laughs> this is, uh... Actually, this is a little bit of a bottle of red wine I opened last night. I'm He's a sicko. Finish off the night He'll here. literally just, like, be drinking beer and then be like, oh, I just opened a touch of red wine. And I'm like... That is not. Hey, so how much did you drink works. before we started this? Uh, a couple beers. Oh, man, I hope we're prepared to accept that these episodes are going to be an hour, because there's no way I'm cutting out a half hour of material. I told you, Zach, that it would be fine. Well, and you were right. Anyways, that okay. was okay. my drink catch-up. I cannot wait to get to the what-the-fuck moment of part three. Was that not so fine? The no. ghost part was the what the fuck moment for me. Oh, no, no, no. That, that is, was not I, the what the fuck moment I would say that is a what so the fuck So now we're moment. in part three. So now we know that this song has a legit story behind it. Well, legit story behind there, it. There is one last There's a sad song. he gets. So Ashley was he goes to see his mom one last time. When he saw himself fucking her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh the one thing about, they did figure out that everybody, I think I wrote this down, all of the people that commit suicide, they're all walking towards... The wet, looking yeah, towards the wa- west. Walking towards the sunrise. Yes, so the west. Yeah, it uh, when um, the sun rises sun is when you rises jump. in the east. So that I think that's a discrepancy because I think it's west. specific. No, it's sundown is when they go. Yes, the sundown. Sun yes, so rises. towards the west. Yeah. No one listened. I, I think Caleb. Sun no, I, I, I also know that for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I thought it was they were walking towards the sunrise. You died when the sun came up, but I was. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. the west. Well, they're going west. Because so, it was as soon as the sun went down. That was what that they, they that's jumped. why she waited seven yeah. minutes before she jumped. Yeah, because the, the sun hadn't yeah, got yeah, below yeah, the horizon. Yeah, I got, yeah. It, I got it. Um, okay. Well, isn't that something? So <laughs> this happens, and then like Bryce and uh, Bobby show up. Right? Well, there, there's one more bit. He goes to talk to the mom one last time, and she explains. What the grackles and the loons do? She finally she's, he he's like both. the loons bring you down. Like you need both the grackles and the loons. The loons, she's like the loons bring you down, and then the grackles bring you up. I can't remember exactly how she phrases it because it's still in that mm. stroked out way. So we also they're, they're so big. now we know that Pat was facing west when he walked. 
Ashley was, and his mom was, was walking, walking the, trail. the trail and going west, heading west. So she essentially was a victim and of this And Bryce as well. played it over it, and she should have died from the fall, but someone found her too fast. Yes. Oh. So she is also a victim of this. Um, anyway, wow. so then him and Bobby, wow. so basically Bryce owns Bobby. He shows up. He's got a gun on them. He's like, follow me to my house. Yeah, this is where everything, like, they were, like, getting ready to do this, like, laid-up plan to trap Bryce. And they show up, and Bryce is already there, yeah. and the plan's fucked. Yeah. Mm. So, and yeah. I guess something we should have mentioned before. On the same, like, this lake, of, and there's camps around the lake, the Lermont. Lermont? Lermont the Lermonds had these I feel really like we went from Lermond to Lermond. We, yeah, went from, we, we went from white trash. Lermond rolls off more naturally. You're probably right about we'll this. We'll see. Who knows? Somebody will say, maybe, maybe, if they ever listen to it. Um. Okay. So, anyways, his family had this, like, real bougie camp. And, like, they used to call it the Gatsby House because it was just so out of place for a camp on that lake. It was it, just over the top. It was like a modern-day, like, mansion when everyone else has cabins. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I would say he makes that them is, walk yeah. along. They've got there. like big green solar panels and So they're walking to the his camp. Um and as they're doing this, the fog keeps coming in, like the fog is getting really bad for Nick. And what we've learned at this point is like when the fog like he's getting closer to like slipping into that world. Yeah, if he doesn't basically finish the song like he knows he has to learn the whole song to avoid this, but he doesn't know what that means. So, oh, yeah, anyway, that's... so they're walking along the trail. So Bobby has a gun on him and Renee. They're following Bryce. Bryce has a plan. Here is when I have oh, my okay, what I... the fuck moment. Okay? So they walk into this house, to this room. He has basically a coffin. Just in the center of the And he's entryway. like, come here, take a look. Guess who it is? It's fucking Ashley. Who jumped off of a freaking building? How long ago? So he basically has her carcass. So when Renee thought she had her sister's ashes in an urn, no. Nope. Nope. Because Bryce has been preserving this. And Bryce, on top of all of this other nonsense for murdering people, his plan here is that hopefully Nick can sing this song to Ashley's corpse and raise the goddamn dead. Here is what gets me though. Which is an optimistic interpretation of this power. In the book, Nick notes, you can tell she landed feet first. Yeah. Her legs are shattered. Yeah, you can probably tell. I'm sure you can tell. (laughs) Keep the lower half closed. Yeah. Why? Mostly spear. But I'm like, why did we need to make a note of that? Because he wanted to hurt... Scott Carson wanted to hurt us. What? Well, why are you talking about the car getting hit? He wanted to hurt us personally. Some people might have been wondering how she landed. So and why now they know. I said, how did he get this body? We all and I love that they had to He's mention rich. specifically He's that rich. she clearly landed feet first. I shudder, is what I wrote. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a <laughs> fucking rough way. So, uh, and still died instantly. Ah, damn. So for the song, go that's shock. And still instantly just fucking go. So uh, uh, for him to yeah, sing the song, right. he has headphones for everybody except for Nick, and obviously Ashley. And Bobby chooses to step outside the door, so he starts singing the song. I also wrote. Bobby's singing. I wonder. No, no Nick, Nick is singing. This I wonder because he knows the words now. I wonder if Nick has a nice singing voice. What do you think? 
Because he seemed pretty confident. No chance. I don't. I can't imagine anyone in this town has a good singing voice. I don't even think Ashley has a good singing voice. I like to imagine that his voice turns out to be pretty nice. You would hope, because just wait. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts singing this song to Ashley, and nothing happens. But he also deliberately doesn't finish it. Because he's like... Because at this point, he's forgetting. He's like, the song isn't supposed to kill people. That wasn't the point. But... If you use it in a different way, it can basically do different stuff. Like he's essentially like, you can kill people with it, or you can. It help was once used pass for on. benevolent yeah, purposes. Yeah, and now there's just one dude who really wants it to murder people and raise the dead, which again never implied that that was a thing this song could do. Why did he want Ashley to come back? But he actually, so Bryce claims he loved Ashley. I see. Yeah, that's he, he was like, I think he was obsessed with her. Yeah, well, he, she could sing the song. And now no, no, yes, he actually he was, was obsessed with her, like a rich dude who wants to own a person forever. Oh, be a man, buy a woman kind of thing. Oh, God. Oh, what? It, it's a fucking Dumb. YouTube video he shows in the line. He's like, be a man, buy a woman. Oh, buy a woman. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said be a, like, <laughs> mend it, like, be a man, buy a woman. Like, you're going to be a man it's, standing it's these by two dudes you. just roasting uh, a, like, sermon. Oh, cool. Okay. It's, it's pretty funny. It's good. Th- so, yeah, kind of that way. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, she was his property. Mm. Uh, clearly, she still is. He yeah, has her in his house. He died in his house. In the hopes that Brian or that Nick could Her shattered her legs in her... And her... Like, he's like, Renee, you're going to stick with us, like, no matter what I do to Nick. He's like, I'm going to bring your sister back to the life. Like... That's a when, op- again an optimistic interpretation of how this is going to go. I have, I just have the, I want to, I have the, I think she had scars on her legs, but I would hope that this. But guy you don't would even like, have scars because get, she was dead. You don't heal. No, well, I had, I feel like this guy, in the hopes of bringing her back, would have like put the metal implants you'd put for a broken leg, like would have put her back together. So when she comes back to life, she isn't, she doesn't just immediately sh- scream and bleed out into her fucking. So I feel coffin. like the legs are like put together, but there's probably stitches. I guess not scars. You're right, but like I feel like they're put together. He probably. Well, I think they're they're Frankenstein together. Maybe he just wanted her to have a voice. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, Either maybe. Way. Caleb, I'm going to tell you that in the beginning, I was really into this book, and towards the end, I was like, there's a lot of unanswered questions for me. Yep, agreed. <laughs> and then the part that I don't like the most is coming up here. Uh, and so it's, it gets, it gets, it escalates bigger. and then ends all at once. Yeah. So he doesn't bring Ashley back from the dead. Surprise, yep. surprise, he doesn't go along with that, but yeah, he fakes singing the song. And Bryce is like, no, you have to try again. Like, fucking. Do it again, and he's like, okay. And he deliberately doesn't wait for Bryce to put his headphones on and start singing. Because once you hear the song, you can't stop listening. And so Bryce gets stuck, and him and Bobby both get trapped in it. But Bobby does not get trapped out so in time. Because he's outside. Yeah. He didn't want to be inside. For and it. so he tries to fucking shoot Nick before Nick can finish the song and kill him. Oh. And Here's when Renee, things get dicey. Yeah. Renee jumps in the way. Why? Why, Renee? Why? Why she was just but, like, I, I get why she, she tried to save Her sister banged. He banged both of them. Thank you. I get why she saved Nick. Because, like... This, it just gets very dark and weird. I just, it seems dead. extreme that... Like, I was like, oh, okay, she shot Nick. Or, she shot Renee. Like, that's might not be the worst. Because it also still hits Nick. It just goes through Renee like a bullet does. Oh, bullets don't stop. 
in one body. Yeah, not usually. Like, it, like not, the, unless you're movies, a hollow point, they're going to punch right on through you. Typically, the movies... Uh, well, it shot through her hand and then her chest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it goes into... It hits Nick, but it does. it's not enough to stop Nick from finishing the song. And then both of these fuckos kill themselves. I feel like any amount of a bullet hitting me would probably stop me from singing a song, but I don't know. I think in the same way that you can't stop listening to the song, he can't stop singing it. Uh, there's probably a quick note change. It's still the same words. His, the same he words. loses the harmony for a minute, but he <laughs> runs it back. He takes the balls and jumps up a full octave. We rise! Well, we, you guys were thinking that it was probably his voice is probably not great, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a beautiful baritone. I don't. Well, that's what I said before, and you guys. Well, maybe at me. there is no rhythm to the. Anyways, maybe it is just the words. The maybe moral of the story is everybody yeah, except for Nick fucking dies. Okay, so here's where I had some more notes. And then the book is it's done. There's a little. No, 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 no. Oh. So wait, how does Nick let die? Let me. Okay, he doesn't, he doesn't die. So saying Renee is shot in the chest. Yes. Let me finish this off. He, uh, Renee dies in the night. She bleeds out and dies. He stays there with her. And then he sets the freaking house on fire. Yeah, he burns that shit down. So here's what I, uh... This guy commits a lot of crimes that he gets away with very easily. So I said there's so much happening here. It's (laughs) First of all, why didn't Renee just run? We apologize to any Mainers out there. I guess... Unless it's true. I like Mainers. Oh, they understand. Um... Well, I like Maine, too. I guess she wanted to protect her sister slash Nick. I would have ran... When I had the chance, but okay. Uh, now she's been shot. She's dying. And I feel like Nick was not upset about it. As upset as he should have been. Like, he literally just instantly accepted You know what tells it. me he's not as upset as he should have been? Is that it says it took her a while to bleed out. And like, this sort of time, you could call an ambulance. And he just had to. Or do any sort of medical attention. Yeah. So, uh, he literally just he knows first stays the night. And then burns the place down. He was thinking about Ashley. And then just dips down. Yeah, goes, picks up his mom, and then fucking leaves. And then he literally burns the house down and is like, better go see Pat. He's going to die. They're going to pull life support today. Like... He just rolls through his day like that did not happen. Okay, maybe so then I'm like, she wanted to die. I guess if it doesn't point that out. Caleb, just let me... Let me get through these notes here. I have a lot of feelings about it. Okay. We've been waiting three weeks okay. to talk about this so book, guys. So, he lights the house on fire, and this supposedly covers his tracks. I watch a lot of murder shows. I do not think so. I mean, it literally wouldn't cover his literal tracks between his house and that place. It does not destroy all of the evidence. No, they've done a pretty good job. So, I'm wondering, they never explained this. Did they just assume it was really a shootout between Bryce and Bobby? Because there's only one gun. Yeah. Uh, the other thought I would have here is that, I mean, Bryce was into the whole black ops shit, like... Maybe they just looked at the situation and were like, well, best sweep that under the rug. That's a very generous interpretation of what's happening I here, don't think when the main police showed up that they were like, that was the level they were on. Yeah, they introduced like a named detective at this, in the met, like when Pat gets, uh, jumps off the rock, and then he just does not come up again. No, and then he goes to the hospital, and he had already arranged for Bryce, I think, to pay for Pat's medical bills, like pre yeah, that, that the was, whole shit going down. He agreed to keep going with the app so that they would pay for uh, Pat's bills. Yeah, and so his his ex wife and daughter are taking care of or whatever, and then it pretty much like the last. It's like two it, pages yeah, of the book. It jumps to like a year into the future. He buy he stays in Maine. He buys another place that does not face west. He takes his mom to live with him. She does eventually die. He sings her to her death because 
Zachary can tell you what what uh, old Nikki ends up doing. Oh, fuck, I forgot. He starts seeing this. He remember he oh, was yeah, no, in a oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant like something else. Yeah, he starts like actually like doing the thing that the other guy did. Like he goes, he did a job at a hospital and starts Not singing. a hospital, a hospice house. Uh, or yeah, he starts working in a hospital and starts singing old people to the grave. Which, I mean, he's doing a, a nice way. song. In yes. a yeah, way. in a good way. But like. That's very nice. And then, like, very he's nice. literally like, someday I'm going to teach this song to somebody else. Yeah. He's like, and people are, it, like, and he even is like, people are probably still going to keep coming looking for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, why not just, you burned the house down, why not just burn the song along with it? Because it's in his head. The song's in his head. Jesus Well, you don't have Christ to sing it, it can just die with you. Yeah, burn no. yourself. Do us all a favor. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like that is not have, a song. Oh yeah, and then it leaves on like that fucking sour ass note. As he's like, you know, like when it's sunny out, he's like, he's like, I, I believe in my heart that like I've done enough for the ghosts. Like I'm not gonna end up on that island. And he's like, when it's dark out, I know I'm going to that island. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what and a he, fucking shit he note. says, he says that he hopes that um that. Bryce and Bobby took two people's place at that island because he was singing it when they died. And that he hopes Pat, like, he sang him out as well. Yeah, yeah, I think he gave him the nice one, though. Well, yeah. But I was just like, okay, so it just ended very subtly. So, A, my questions were, how is it that Ashley came back and, like, haunted or was speaking to him? But none of the other, like, I guess maybe we just didn't know about it, but none of the other people on that island... I think uh, this that? is me definitely giving a lot more credit than was actually explained. Is Ashley could theoretically leave because she wasn't ever sent to the island like the others, like, and she never learned the whole song, like she never really heard the whole thing. I, I'm not sure. I think it was mostly like she she's sang not it, right? supposed to be there. Okay. Yeah, she did and I, oh yeah, I think the implication was that if he sang Bryce there, it would let Ashley go. Yeah, and that she thought Bobby was also going, and that somebody that was already there would also he would free that next yeah. guy who just kept watching. Just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, then, was... also Nick's mom, he did sing her out when she ended up dying, but like he, yeah, he brought his mom to live with him, and they would like listen to the grackles every day. He ended up loving grackles. <laughs> oh yeah, so that was the other thing is the like the loons were what kept making him really susceptible to all this stuff. But the the grackle sound effect when he finally figured out how to play it because it just didn't keep coming up, when he'd hear it, it would drag him back out of the fog. Oh the nice. re- like because his brain had been programmed to respond to cues, even no matter what was happening, those would override everything. So if he heard the grackles, his brain could suddenly shut up the the song. That's how he didn't get drugged to the island in the final fight. So you just always have grackle sounds. Yeah, going I guess. Around you. So, other comment. You want to use this on. Very devastating time for Ashley and Renee's parents, I imagine. Yeah, probably. We never talk about that in the book at all. Hey, they finally got Ashley's real ashes. They didn't know that they didn't have them in the first place. But now they do. They house burned That's down. almost more traumatizing. You're like, hey, we had Ashley's ashes, and uh, now we have them again, which is more of a concern. Did you than... want to know that this guy was? So this rich guy. So here, are, corpse, this right? leads into my next question. Um, did Probably was Bryce ever other. exposed for what he was doing? They never say if I Bryce mean, was ever exposed for like. I don't think so. I. Down. He was dead. Yeah, came up for it, right? I it's said like, either it doesn't like seem Nick like it, or they didn't an mention author. it. He goes to work as a hospice guy. It's not like he got into the fucking investigative journalism side of it. 
I don't know. I said I still have a lot of unanswered questions, and this was an intriguing book, but I am very disappointed in the ending. I mean, this is there not a second just, one? I, Honestly, I don't like no. when they're like, oh, well, uh, I guess we got to the final chapter, murder the love interest for shock. Like, kill Nick. I would have been fine with Nick dying. Like, yeah. why do you got to murder him? Like, well, at some point, your hand gets tired when you're writing. So you have <laughs> to Jesus probably tight. That's it's a, 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 you know, I, that's a good answer. Right? So. <laughs> okay, any questions? I remember when, um, what was it, SATs or something? Penis? You got to do the little, like, the writing to get your... Okay, Caleb, what did you think about the book? Um, well, it sounded like it started off pretty promising. I did like... It was always engaging. I did like the It was the literally a book I up. couldn't put down. Like, I wanted to be reading it. Yeah, I, I feel like it started off pretty good. I, I feel like I would have been drawn in, but I do feel like a lot of problems I have with books is just when I get to the halfway point, it just... There's just nothing going at that point. I feel like it... This it one got, had a lot going. Nothing happened for, like, the first half of the book, and then when halfway point hit, it went... I would say too fast. Well, yeah, it was like, like you get one story via setup, and then it would immediately, like, oh, hey, Pat seems like he might not be trustworthy. The next chapter, Chat fucking, Pat He's fucking dead. dies. He's dead. Well, yeah, but, like, in the beginning, it's, it's a tonal difference. Even if there's nothing happening in the beginning, it's a sudden tone change. It's a different oh, yeah. book at that oh, point. And that's just, so I feel like that's just what would happen here. I don't think I would ever actually finish this book. On my own. I don't think I would have got to the end. That's why you're not a part of the core. You'd have to have someone help you read it. I'm is here. That what you're saying this is what happened. Yeah. All okay. right, Asa, okay. What thoughts? That's why I'm here too. Uh, here I would. We won't let you leave. I would. Is he's the, is he's, the door say, he's in a safe place, and you yeah. can leave if oh, he Jesus. wants to anybody listening. He's always welcome to leave. He's not um, a captain. Don't let her lie to you. <laughs> I don't know. That's. I guess it's maybe true. I don't know. The door is locked, though, and it's making me nervous. Not that I know that, but... Uh, yeah. I would definitely... Uh, I may listen to this book on tape, on audio. On tape. And, uh, yeah. It Man, would probably... I wonder, I wonder I would depending love, on the voices for the audio book, it could be very entertaining. I would love if someone picked up where they left off and... and um, if it's the same author, great. Another author that's... I don't think often that authors that's will good. just take somebody's book and bring Well, you know, maybe there's a first... Sometimes they there's do, a first, There's yeah. a first for everything. A second... Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that does happen. A, a follow-up slash, you know... Just, just like, like movies, in, basically. I just have too many unanswered questions, is what yeah. I felt like when I ended yeah. that book. Yeah, I feel like... You were right. Like, it started off really strong for me. And then, like, it was, like, going strong, but I'm like, I'm getting to the end. How are they going to wrap this up? And they did it in almost the worst way possible. It's like, everybody's dead. We're burning down the house. I guess guess that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, maybe cut out the last little bit, the end that you're talking about, and then write a second book. And, oh, well, and I guess then, to answer your question, I don't think there would be a second book because Bryce is dead. Everybody fucking dies. There's no today. villain. Unless his research, well, it wasn't ever his research, mm-hmm. like, it yeah. lived on, though. And I think with everything gone, because he was always really secret about it. Yeah. Uh, but I think my last couple of, fuck, I lost the thought. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, oh, so, like, it's, you know, it's stated as, like, a horror book. Uh, but, like, it never scared me. And I think part of the problem with that is, is, like, at a certain point, like, it was like, yeah, there's ghosts, and there's, like, a creepy a island ghost. in the distance, but the oh, actual, yeah. like, Real threat is a dude named Bryce 
is Buddy Bobby, and they got a 9mm, and they're going to shoot you. If you don't sing to this corpse, <laughs> he that's the villain. He fucked it got the weird. ghost. It and got again, weird. When, like, when, Bobby is, or when, when Bryce is there with Bobby and the gun, this is the third time in the book we've seen him. In 400 pages, he goes from like, oh, man, I really want you to like the app to like, I killed your mom to like, I want you to raise the dead, fucker. <laughs> Jason's all like, Holy shit, you escalated. Gets fucked by the people he's trying to kill. This just doesn't track. Yeah, there's no middle ground between those statements I just did, by the way. That's one, two, three. Those are all as of cameo. But like, oh yeah, we got all these ghosts, and they have virtually nothing to do with the villain. I feel like that's... They're a side effect of his douchery. I feel like Zach inadvertently just made a good point about this book. Your villain shouldn't have cameos in the story. Right, he should, be a, ma- he should be a focal point. Of yeah, the they should be yeah. constant. Not I almost, he showed up three times. For a hot second, thought Renee was maybe oh, I, I thought the same part thing. of well, the... Like, oh, it was close to the end the of part two when I was like, okay, she's definitely not the bad guy because Bryce showed all his fucking cards all at once. There was no... So he's like, hey, Bryce, something weird's going on. And Bryce is like, yeah, I killed your mom. And you're like, okay, subtlety is gone. Uh, but... Like, Renee was, like, there, and she clearly played head games with him, and she had all this information. And, you know, she's the only person who's in almost every chapter of the book. And then it turns out she just gets shot through the hand Yeah, and she just gets shot. Like, she gets no dialogue in the final chapter. Like, but, like, it seemed Uh. like she might have been playing this really, like, high-stakes manipulation of this dude. And that Bryce was also a fucking patsy. Because, like, you know, like, why would Bryce, this guy who's had, like, 12 lines of dialogue in the whole book, be the villain? We don't know anything about him, and all of a sudden he's the main bad guy. Yeah, I feel like it could have been, uh, you know, Renee's was in love with Bryce, and he found out that she, or he and her sister had something going on, tricked her sister into listening to the tape, showed up late on purpose. Damn it, Caleb, Caleb's been writing the book. That could have been a whole... Tricked her sister into listening to it on purpose by showing up late. There's a lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. Put it that different like that turns. That'd have been a wild full tail twitch for her to turn out Bobby works for her. And now Bryce and fucking Nick are on the chopping block. Maybe you're the guy that takes off with She's got her own sister. I can't story. read. How can I write? Yeah, you now she's got her own sister's corpse there. Text. Like have someone else proofread it for you. Alright, how do we how do we want to close this out? Like I feel like we got to the end. We got we've gotten to the end. And then some. We've gotten to the end. I think we've all kind of stated our... Like, I liked the book as a whole. Overall, yeah. I yeah, like, I, I read, read through the whole thing. I would recommend you guys, you guys check it out. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Scott Carson's Where They Wait, which I guess is on an island called Purgatorium, and it isn't great. Don't wait there. Uh, Don't hang out there. Maine. There's yeah. never been a good... Caleb, Purgatory. what's our drink count for the end? Uh, Mallory is, has a third of a bottle of wine. Well, you got a name side. on that one now, by the way? This is Waterbrook. San Giovese. Rosé. Again, rosé. Has rose that hit, yeah. I'm fine. Cool comment collected. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. I thought you were asking how I was feeling. We're reviewing drinks while we're wine at it. It's good. It's cool, crisp, and refreshing. Asa, how's your sippy cup of red wine? It's good. It's yeah, good. He's, he hasn't grabbed a new one. A new sippy cup of red wine. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think this is, uh, yeah. Caleb, how was your white claw? I was fine. I had <laughs> my water first. Oh. Zach's still on his third beer. Yeah, it's only been like 15 minutes since we cracked this bad boy. I've done a lot of talking. 
Yeah, uh, that'll. I mean, I, I love me a sour beer, and I found out there's more stuff in Spokane where I can get more. So I'm gonna try and get some of those. Good. Good. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. My white cloth labor, ruby grapefruit. Review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. <laughs> Which might be a good thing. Have you? I don't. I'm not a grapefruit. Might be a good thing person. either. I don't think I've ever had just a straight grapefruit. Grapefruit is extremely. Oh, I used to when we were kids. Very All right, nice. everybody. Thanks for listening. We got any call-outs we want to do here at the end? I and love you guys. I love my dogs. I love Pepper. I love Sophie. I love Mitchell. He's not in the room right now. He's right here. He is in the room right now. I just couldn't see him because Caleb is hiding him. Thanks for listening. This was Books with Bastards. Oh, man. We need some sweet-ass outros. This was the perfect time to do your loon call. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Come on, baby. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Come on. Give us a loon outro. No, 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 no. I got We got it. You have to. No, I can't. I can't. I have to practice. It's been years. It's been years, he says. Nope. All right. They all sound like owls. All right, everybody, pick a bird noise and make it. What the fuck was that? The sound of a bird flapping its wings. Do you want to just hear the the sounds of Mitchell breathing? It's the fucking crackle. That's a crackle. I'm just kidding. It wasn't a all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Books with Bastards, and we'll see you next time. When we listen to something totally different.